Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome to another episode of Rock That Relationship. This season, we're talking all about dating. Today is a really fun topic to talk about for some of us, and for some of you, it may be, you know, a, a little wandering into the fear of, or maybe having kind of questionable experiences with, but we're talking about online dating apps. Yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you giggle, I giggle, only because I've only been on them like one set of times, right? Like one time hmm. to find, you know, to, to go through like a dating hmm. process. But I know some people have been on them for years. Some people have never been on them and they're afraid. So give me your first gut reaction, Tracy, when I say online dating apps. Well, again, vomit, but interestingly, <laughs> that's actually how I met my ex-wife was for eight years. And then I met another person who I did fall in love with and was with um, for a time. So I shouldn't really trash them because they did lead me to two people that I was with um, and had, you know, meaningful relationships with. But then I guess it, I think it kind of really depends on your state of mind when you go into them, right? Like taking acid, which I've never done, but you're never supposed to take acid when you're in a bad mood because you'll have a terrible trip. And I feel like if you're not in the best state of mind, going onto those apps can really put you into a, a much worse state of mind. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's good. I actually go with the mantra of like, never do acid at all. But, you know, I know people can make their own choices, but I do, I hear what you're saying. It's like, it's like your mindset, right? Right. You go into the dating app thing thinking like, this is really positive. This could be an opportunity to meet great people. Um, you might have a better experience than, oh no, this is my only option. Um, but you know, or like, if you're just still sad, right? If you're still really right. sad, which is what everybody pushes you to do. Oh, you're upset about the breakup. Go ahead and get on the apps. And a friend just texted me literally one second before we started recording. Um, she, her divorce is not even final and she's on the apps and it made her even feel worse. And I'm like, I told you that she's like, I'm going to need you to talk some sense into me later. So that's what I'll be doing after work today. <laughs> well, we talked about this in a, a previous episode where we talked about like, how do you know when you're ready? Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, dating, dating apps seem like kind of low hanging fruit. Like even if you're not ready, there's no harm in putting a profile out there. And yeah, we had a really lively conversation about that, but it does help if you're in a state of mind that you're open to what could happen mm-hmm. if you're going to put that kind of investment into a dating app. So, you know, like you, I have uh, known many people who have met and have thriving relationships and they met on apps. Um, I've never dated anyone that I met on an app uh, or been in like a relationship with anyone from an app. Uh, but then again, I, I had just done this, uh, been on the apps in the last, you know, a couple of years. So it's like pretty new for me, but I will tell you, um, you know, some of the things that, you know, kind of stood out to me and I know you've been on the apps. Let's talk about our own experiences with what, you know, what we look for, you know, when we're on the apps, what kind of stuck out as like, yes, that's a success and other things about maybe when we were posting and we were behaving on the apps, like what kinds of things we, you know, figured out worked and and didn't work. And I'm sure that our listeners have many other strategies and tips, but let's walk through a couple of the main functions of the app and the main things you do on an app. So let's talk about the profile. So how did you go about creating your profile that went on your, on your uh, dating app? Well, 
Okay, so I've been on three apps. I was on OkCupid, then Zeusk, and then Her. So at two different times in my life. Prior to my marriage, I got on OkCupid. I met my wife probably day two of the apps. Um, I never fill out anything. I don't fill anything you don't, out. You don't even have I a description, just, like a paragraph or anything about who you are. No. I'll, no. I'll just maybe fill out like uh, that I don't smoke, that I really don't drink, or I just drink socially. I'll only fill out the bare minimum that they require and that would give somebody like, you know, maybe some information about me. I'm not a smoker. I lean towards a, a Buddhist. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I probably put my education level on there. And then I put a picture usually of me with my dogs, like walking outside. And that's all I've actually, actually, now that I think of for all three, that's all I've ever done. Oh, and I did huh. do Facebook dating recently. And I did the same thing. I only fill out the memo. I don't say a word about myself. Nothing. Interesting. Maybe that was my problem. I, I mean, oh. I, I sat up and, and like wrote this, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a writer. So like, I was like, oh, I'm going to write this like witty and interesting kind of synopsis of who I am and, you know, kind of like almost like a flirtatious little take on the things that are important to me. And I did, I, I wrote this, I sent it out to people, I got feedback and, you know, I, I, I thought it was really interesting, but it didn't seem to make a difference because people obviously didn't read it because most of the messages that I got from people were like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, oh my gosh, do you not read? Because I wrote a whole paragraph <laughs> of the things I like to do for fun. And I thought, well, you're not even looking at this. But but isn't I, that helpful? That's helpful, right? It, you put it, it on there and then you see the people who are not even paying attention and they're kind of, I feel like it's not that the apps are full of desperate people, but it does actually, I don't want to be on them again. I'm not saying that I won't, but it does show you, are these people paying attention? Are they observant? You know, it, right. if they are asking you questions that you put right on there. And that's probably one of the reasons, A, I don't like to write about myself. Um, and B, I want to see if, I I guess, because maybe each time I've gone on, it's not so much to meet people, but kind of just to be there. I don't know. I, I did meet several friends who are your friends now, too, on the Her app. But I kind of just exist there as a, it's clear that I'm a real person, but I don't say much about myself. Yeah, I find that, I find that so, so interesting. Um, and yet I've had two serious relationships <laughs> right. out of them and friends and, you know, several friends. And I've had, I've had none, no, no, no relationships. Although I will tell you that the, there was one person who said, wrote me a really sweet message um, at one point and was said something about, oh, I really like this about your profile and said something that was, you know, pretty obscure that was in there. And mm -hmm. we ended up connecting about it. And we've since become friends. I'm actually going to dinner mm -hmm. with her tonight. So, um, so I, I like that because it was like a mm -hmm. attention to detail, finding a commonality. Like I know you mentioned this in your profile. I dot, dot, dot can relate to that in this way or whatever. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I like that um, because I look for a partner that is, that pays attention to the details and right. that finds points of connection. I don't want to just be some kind of billboard and someone skims mm -hmm. by and is like, Oh yeah, cool. All right. Click smile, you know? Right. And, and I want, that's what I wanted. So I guess you're right by putting up a descriptive profile and then having people basically ignore it. Um, was kind of, you know, a telling sign. Yeah, it's good because then you can screen them out right away because they're not observant or paying attention or not what you want. You want someone who's like, you know, engaging and communicative and is going to engage with the material versus just like, oh, skim it or see it, you know, ask their own question because that's kind of a 
indicator also that they're really not, are they going to really engage with you? If they're not even going to engage with your profile, how right. meaningful can the engagement with you in person be, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, and I know you do more, just fill out the, the, the fields that are asked of you. And I do this more like long paragraph thing, but that also is part and parcel to kind of who we are and how we show up also. And I think it's, you know, in your case, when you're talking about filling out those minimums, you're getting people to then maybe ask you questions, which I know you like too. So that, that could be really beneficial. Well, no one has really ever. So I met my wife very quickly and then I met the girlfriend very quickly. And I do have multiple friends now in in Seattle because I had, I think I, I don't know if I had to like select the cities or I maybe did because I used to live in Seattle and always I'm thinking about moving back. But um, I'm trying to think if like, if I, if people really engaged, I guess they must have, which is how we became friends. So, um, but I noticed recently on that Facebook dating, the people were just so short and kind of not rude, but it's like, gosh, why don't you just, I would like write, if they asked me a question, I'd write back like a nice sentence you know a couple sentences mm-hmm. and remember that one was like I don't know what she said how long have you been single that was it like right. no grammar no nothing just like <laughs> well not oh even like God. a hello I remember that I was know. like her it was just like an interrogation I mean I know yeah what? but that's good to know because I don't want to talk to that person again like if you can't even yep. form a couple sentences that, to ask me something and that's clearly your main fixation okay bye right you know well, you know, that, that leads me to this other idea about, you know, what we put on our profiles, but what about what we're looking for on other people's? And I'll tell you one, my biggest red flag is when you have that, you know, either it's an open paragraph where people can fill out a profile or they're answering the question, you know, what are you not looking for in a relationship? And then they go on and on and on about things that were clearly things that their ex did, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want cheaters and liars and scammers. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a cheater and liar and scammer. I better not reply back to this person. <laughs> if you can tell that they're super angry about like an ex. Right. And so, you know, I put, what is it? There was a question in one of the profile, uh, one of the sites I did and said, you know, what do you, what do you not like? And, and I think it was in more, it was supposed to be in the context of like, what do you not like in relationships? Right. And, and I didn't answer it that way. I actually just wrote that I didn't like olives and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, but I, but I don't, I don't like olives. Like that's important mm-hmm. to get like a pizza with me, but that was like where I went. And then, you know, my first place I went and then I added a few other things that were clearly more relationship oriented, but, you know, I think I'm like, when I see this where people just kind of rant about like, you know, all these things that, clearly their ex was it's like ooh, but again that's really good to see like in some I've had thoughts before that there should be somebody who goes through and helps all these people you know make their profile better but actually now that we're talking about it I don't think that would be a good idea because you want to see those things up front because that will save you a lot of time and energy and waste you know you don't I mean it's true if if someone's spewing out that kind of stuff like really a they're not ready to be in a new relationship and b do you really want that negativity i don't no i don't so i'm yeah. glad i'd rather see it up front 
No, I mean, you you make a good point because I think about it. I'm like, we should, you know, we should look at, see if people are like, you know, social or, you know, dating online dating app profile coaches, but mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, it's at some point you get the raw self. Like we, yeah. you know, you and I have talked about this and, you know, I'm as a writer, I'm like super into grammar and spelling. And when I read some of these profiles and they're just full of like blatant spelling errors and even typos, things that like even the person who has the worst spelling would obviously have caught if they read it before they clicked post. Um, it just gives me, again, an indication that there's not an attention to detail. And that's important to me in a relationship. It may not be important right. to other people. You People may not care. As a writer, I want to be with someone who can communicate well and can, you know, have good grammar and good writing skills. So that's important. See, too. so the apps are helping you right away to, like, screen that out just by the nature of how these people are filling stuff out. So now I'm going to go on record saying I don't think there should be the online dating coaches because it will – it could, it could cover up some stuff that shouldn't be covered up. Mm, very important. Right. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you yourself were like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, proof my profile and all that stuff. And, you know, that's great if you're conscientious about it. Um, but yeah, if you're covering stuff up, like you want to write, I don't want cheaters and liars and scammers. And then you're like, okay, well, I should probably delete that. You might want to sit with yourself for a second and be like, Hmm, where did that come from? The cheaters, liars mm-hmm. and scammers. Am I ready to actually be out there? But I think if you're writing that online, I mean, let's be real. If you're going to put that out, you're already typing it up. And I think a lot of people get on the apps when they're in distress. They're either yes. home alone and like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be with someone. Blah, blah, blah. Let me put it out online. Right, but, right. Just see what's out there. I'm just going to yeah. throw something up real quick. Right. right. Or they're just like they're doing it to retaliate against their ex or something like that. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's reasons for that. Um I had something else to say that I've forgotten, but um, I do think the apps are very important. I don't want to trash them. I've clearly benefited from them, but I also just, the whole experience is full of just, it's fraught with just so much potential for emotional trauma. Right. Well, let's transition to the next thing that we put on our, our dating apps that could be very much what you're talking about fraught with all sorts of things. Um, photos, right? Photos. Okay. I'm going to tell you my, like the, the, the photo that I cannot, I just literally cannot deal with, but let me tell you one that I saw. And while I can't deal with it, it is my second one. I can't deal with, which somebody literally put up something that looked like a senior photo from the eighties. And it had like those like superimposed twinkle light stars around them. Like you get at like a, like a photo studio that were, you know, it was like a really bad Instagram filter. And I'm like, it, it looked like a celebrity shot. I was like, oh no, mm. oh no. But the worst, I will tell you the worst. What is up with bathroom mirror selfies? Like if you want to take Whoa. a picture of your full <laughs> self, do you not know how to take your phone and like sit it down, put the timer on and stand in a nice place, like maybe in front of a tree and get a full length picture of yourself? Or maybe ask a friend to take one. Do you have to be in your disgusting bathroom to take this picture? <laughs> <laughs> what if their bathroom's not disgusting and it's clean? It's still like... Why are you in the bathroom? There's so many yeah. places to take a photo. But see, right. that's why, like, all the photos I've ever put on were with my dogs outside because that's predominantly, well, okay, I have a lot of other activities I do, but that's something that's really about me. And I feel like that's saying, look, here's a person who has dogs, who walks her dogs, who's outside. And it's like she yeah. likes to be out in the outdoors. So I feel like that photo is saying a lot. And if you post something in your bathroom, 
I'm fixated on, is the bathroom clean? What is your <laughs> toilet like? Why are you in the bathroom? Is there no other place in your home that you could take the photo? And but right. see, that's really important. That's important. Again, I guess, again, that's a filter, right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. like, do you not know how to set a timer on a phone or, you know, something? I mean, one of the things that, you know, I, I think about photos that were important to me was I wanted to make sure that I put up photos that were recent. I mean, right. you know, nobody wants to be bait and switched, right? With the old photos. And I had pictures, some that were close ups, you could see my face, some that were uh, like m- m- my whole body. Not that I want someone to judge that, but they could see me in different ways, right? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just these like zoom in kind of things, but I like, I did the same philosophy you did is p- pictures of like what I love to do. Like I have a lot of hiking pictures, walking pictures, being outside pictures. And if you've met me for like two seconds, you will know that that's like, that is me. Um, and that's what I love to do. And I remember I had this, this one woman on one of the sites, she got, she messaged me and she goes, don't you have any other pictures of you than just working out? And I, and I was (laughs) like, she's, and I, and I was like, no, I'm really like, like, you know, just this unidimensional human. And all I do is stand outside all day. Um, I don't know if she wanted like a professional headshot. It's just like, this is who I am. I'm being authentic. This is what I love to do. I want you to see me in my element. Did you, I don't have pictures of me in like some flowy dress. I don't like dresses. I don't have pictures of me, you know, with makeup on. I don't know what you want. Did you follow up with her? I did. I wrote her back and I said, no, I don't. Mm. Did she (laughs) say anything else? Did you say like, she unmatched with me after that. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But that also told me something like, uh, this is my authentic self. And so, I mean, we, you know, for me, it was a blend of, you know, I mean, some people could argue that their authentic self stands in the bathroom and takes selfies, but I I would say probably that's not your main hobby, but you like walking with your dogs and being outside. I like hiking, you know, pictures of people, you know, doing, doing whatever it is that they love to do. But here's the other thing that was confusing. I don't know if this was confusing for you is when people put pictures up that are of them with other people. And you're like, which one? Yes, I find that confusing. Yes. Yeah. I find it strange and confusing. And I think, guess the, the thought is, hey, look, I'm fun. I've got friends. You know, I assume they're not putting it up with their exes. Like, or they're, I mean, there are the people that are in partnerships looking for a third. So, <laughs> right, that, yeah. I mean, that does happen. But like, yeah, I've noticed that before. And I'm it's it's a little confusing, but um I also, I was going to say, I've never put anything more than one picture ever. I just put the, the main, the picture of me with the dog. And that's of course it. you do that. And, and I've got, I put like a whole photo album, you know, of like <laughs> but that's where I feel like you can, and... that's, I feel like you can see, okay. Like, can you tell that I'm healthy from my skin and my, you know, like the bone structure and like, I usually don't even have, a, it's like my, maybe my chest and a, not my chest that part but just like you know neck and above like I don't I have that one that's on Facebook now that's just me with the dogs like somebody took it from a little half a block away but yeah I never put anything that's really like you can see my whole body or anything I just figure if I look approachable somebody wants to approach me great if somebody said to me don't you have other pictures I wouldn't even want to talk to them again because that seems kind of already critiquing you yeah you know, right. like already attacking yep. you for stuff. Yeah, and I totally I like agree. I, I didn't like that either. And I'm like, what is my authentic self not good enough either? And well, no, and these are why are you asking that person for something else? Like they clearly took, they put up the profile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I probably have maybe turned off some, or maybe I missed some opportunities. Although I think I've been on the apps for a total of 
less than a week for all of them combined because that's how fast things happen. But I possibly uh-huh. could have people could have looked at me and been like, oh, she doesn't have anything to say. But I also have such a complicated backstory that it's hard to put that into words without seeming like a lunatic. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like that's right. it. every time I go for a job interview, they're like, hmm, you have a very interesting background. <laughs> so yeah. it's like the same, right? If I start to explain what's happened in my personal life, oh my, you know, it, it would come off crazy town. So I just don't do it because I'm like, <laughs> well, I either look like an approachable person who seems okay or I don't. And you know yep. what? It's attracted multiple people who I've gotten relationships with. So I can't complain. Wow. Maybe I should have tried that strategy. I was on the apps for months and months and months, and I had all sorts of questionable things happen. Um, check out my upcoming memoir about dating, online <laughs> dating, and some of the, the people I met well, along you, the way. Well, you had a lot of interesting things happen, which I urge you to continue because it was funny. It was very funny. There was a lot of things that happened that were funny, but I also felt like for you, and this is kind of your personality versus mine, is you kind of treated it like a job or like a, you know what I mean? Like a a profession because you, you had it all. I just kind of put it on there. And then like, if somebody contact me, fine. Whereas you were very strategic about everything. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sorted, I sorted through people every night and I, we'll get into that about messaging, but I mean, I had spreadsheets and everything, but last (laughs) thoughts on pictures um, here. One other thing I would say is um, I've seen people who put up like really, really horrible quality pictures, like they're blurry mm-hmm. or they're, they are taken from so far away. You can't see anything. I've seen people just even pass those by. Yeah. Just, or I'm scenic pictures. Like I'm going to yeah. put up a picture of just yeah. my dog. I'm like, I'm not yeah. your dog, no. right? Like exactly. Yeah. Weird, weird pictures. So, okay. Well, we're on the same page with the kinds of things we pass over. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a blurry picture of my dog with an Instagram filter on. Um, sitting with a bunch of my friends and I'm not even in the picture, you may want to reconsider that picture. I think one nice picture where you're doing something you like is enough. It's worked for me. I suggest it as a, as a strategy. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I had with the sun shining, not in a depressing dark place. I mean, we're sun people, so we like the sun. And not in your bathroom, not in your bathroom. There was one I saw, there was literally this, this lady was laying on what looked like a hardwood dining room table, laying sideways and then took a picture of herself. I'm like, I don't, are you like a (laughs) antique restorer? Like, did you restore this table? Like, what's the significance? Are you just so tired? You can't even sit upright for the picture. It was very intriguing to me. Um, I think there was sorry something else going on. I'm sure there is. I'm so vanilla. I don't even know what that could possibly mean. Okay. Let's talk about messaging. Okay. So you and I have very different views on messaging, actually so much so that we had a very in-depth conversation and it ended up as a chapter in my book about um, kind of what I call dating rules, right? Um, So when you would get a message from someone or when you wanted to initiate a message to someone, did you ever think strategically about when to send that? No. <laughs> okay. I don't ever think strategically about anything. I just do. <laughs> I just do. And I let the chips fall where they may. And <laughs> that is really, that's the way I live my life. And it mm-hmm. turns out to cause me some emotional suffering, but it also leads me to greater <laughs> growth <laughs> about that. But no, I don't just whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like if I'm in the bank lot or no, what am I saying? I don't go to a bank, but like, um, you know, 
if I'm sitting at work or whatever, I mean, I might just, yeah, I don't know. Nope. You just send I it just, whenever you feel like you want to send yeah. it. Even if you're yeah. at the bank when you don't even go to the bank, that's, you just yeah, send it. Exactly. You might even just go to the it. bank just to send a message. Okay. That's um, a, wait, that's a snowboarding term too, which I really love is just send it. Just, you just send it. You just, that means you just go, just go and let what's going to happen, happen. <laughs> like you just, you oh, know, that, scares I'm not, me. That, that literally scares me when you just say that out loud, like let well, whatever's my, my, Right. I learned to snowboard with my ex who was 10 years younger than me. And, you know, she, I think had been snowboarding for seven years by the time we started snowboarding together. And that was my philosophy and it scared the crap out of her. And she was much more careful. She's a lot more like you. You guys are very much alike. And I'm like, just send it, just suck it. Let's go. And I just go straight, just whatever's going to be there. I mean, just deal with it when I get there. That's my life philosophy. Well, you know, I mean, it's gotten you this far and you're, you're still alive and you're gainfully employed and you have a a good life. So, um, you know, but mine on the, mine's like a total other end of the continuum, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm very strategic about when I message people for the first time, If it's for the first time. I usually wait until the evenings because a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people have day jobs and the evening means that maybe if I message them that they'll reply back sooner. And then we might actually engage in like a messaging conversation back and forth because they're not like at work or in the middle of the day or the morning and they're trying to get ready for the day. So I reach out usually in the evening time, right after dinner, like probably eight o'clock. Um, but if I'm responding mm-hmm. to a message, um, I also don't usually respond until the evening times for two reasons. One, I don't want to look too eager. Like if something came in in the middle of the day Two, I, I, I work and I don't have, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I don't have the time to go back and forth in a message thread in the middle of the day, but, but three, you know, I just don't, you, you know, I want to be able to thoughtfully respond. So I will sometimes go back and like craft my response in a word document and, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, my word. I know, I know. And then I'll, and oh then I'll God. copy and paste it. And I don't have time to do that in a bank parking lot. So oh my God, oh, I know. And we, we had our, <laughs> I think not an argument because we don't argue except for twice maybe, but like we had a discussion about this. I don't think that's healthy. Is it healthy? But it, I don't know about replying like at a like, stoplight either, but yeah, because who cares? Yeah. Like my thought is whatever, they'll get to it when they get to it. You know what I mean? And like, if you're like having that, that strategicness and then that person's not a strategic person, then they're not going to respond in the way that you expect them to. I guess that's the thing is like having no expectations. Like when I would see someone on the app that like I was interested in, the last person that I dated from the app, I just immediately that second, boom, done, send a message. Hey, I'm just on here looking to make friends who could be friends. And then, you know, that one turned into something else. But that's how all the rest were became friends. It just right as soon as I saw it, boom, hey, there. Wow. Cause, well, you're, I mean, I, Cause you're like waiting for that. You've got an yeah. idea. And I remember this very specific conversation. You had it down to like how many minutes, how many whatever's. And I'm like, that person is probably like, they don't even think of it that way. They might not operate that way. They might be at their grandma's bedside. Like you don't know. Right. But, but like you said earlier, that could serve as a filter. Like if I write a very consciously crafted message that's witty with like a question Mm -hmm. at the end, and then they reply back one second later with a bunch of spelling errors in the text, it just tells me that they're a little bit more hasty, not as thoughtful. And that, you know, that's, 
important to me, right? right? Like well, someone who might, sense, right? might wait a little bit and give me a more substantive response when they have time and be able to go back and forth. That tells me a lot about their personality, which probably is a lot more compatible with me than someone who's a little bit more impulsive. And um, well, excuse me, I may be impulsive, but I do give substantive responses because I can do that you, at a stoplight or in the yeah. bank as well. Like I do give substantive, but I just never think of, oh, this time or, you know what I mean? Not that I right. don't obsess if somebody that I know doesn't get back to me, but I think that's the other thing is that when you get on these apps, you just really can't be attached to the outcome because you yeah. don't know these people. You have no idea what kind of lives they're living. And if you are setting up like an, a, a, like an outcome in your head or an attachment to uh, how it should be, you're going to be, I think, very disappointed. Oh, I would agree. And, yeah. I had this one. And, 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 Well, I was going to say, I had this one situation where I was messaging back and forth one night with this woman on the app and it was just great. We were having this amazing discussion. It was like, it had substance to it. It was really deep. It was about our perspectives of diversity, equity, inclusion in the school system. And it was really a cool conversation and we were going back and forth and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to head to bed. I'm getting tired, but let's talk again tomorrow night. So, oh yeah, yeah. So the next night I got on and I said, you know, Hey, how, how was your day? And then she never responded back to me ever again. And then ever well, in life. Well, let me say when I say never again, three months passed and I get a message from her. Hey, how are you? And I wrote her back that and, is I, bizarre. and I wrote her this whole thing. And then she never responded back. And then I really never heard from her again. And so, you know, part of it is also like when I, when you just send a general message, you, you know, have lowering your expectations that you're going to get a response. But even on those things where people are promising you like, Hey, we'll chat tomorrow right. or whatever, right. you don't know. And so that, that was, I mean, as much as you can have thick skin about it, it is discouraging, right? Because I'm like, Oh my gosh. Well, and also energy you know what, right. You know what is going on with those people in their home or even if they're real people. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I actually gave people my phone number right away because I was like, I'm not being on these apps for very long. I'm getting off. Like, I'm just, here's my cell phone number if you want to communicate. And here's what I, here's my Facebook profile, Facebook me. Cause I don't keep my Facebook stuff very private and I want to see their, who they really are. And I feel like mm-hmm. you could have been messaging with a lunatic. And that's the thing is like when they're, when it's filtered through the app, you have no idea who those people are. And, right. and I literally have been on those apps. I think collectively for all four of them for under a week. And so if I can give them my Facebook stuff and then they can get on, I can actually see more into their life that way than through these apps because the app, it could be a catfish, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's true. Yeah. That's the question is like, how soon do you give them your phone number? But I like the idea of going through Facebook where you can just, you know, kind of unfriend them if it's, a, you know, if it doesn't work out or you don't want to talk to them anymore, as opposed to like, I wouldn't want to give them my personal cell phone number that quickly, but you don't, you, you're right though. You don't want to be on the apps for too long. Yeah. Because it really is, you don't know who they are. I personally, you know, as I do love Facebook. And so I feel like you can see what they're about if they're on there and, Frankly, if a person's not on Facebook, we don't have anything else to talk about. So I'm not going to date <laughs> someone who's not on Facebook. That's just uh, we almost I mean, weren't friends because of that. <laughs> well, if even to have like a little bit of a presence there, you know what I mean? Because just that's my reality, right? So for mm-hmm. me, Facebook is a place that I keep in contact with so many people I've met around the world in the country. So. It, it's something I need. And I feel like I want someone to at least be operating in the same world that I am. You know, I, I don't want to go 
meet somebody on an app who's been like, well, I live in an off-grid community and I only came here once a week to the coffee shop. Like, okay, bye. Like, I'm not interested, you know? Right, right. That makes sense. Like, well, for you, it makes sense that one of your filters is, you know, their social media presence. And for me, one Mm -hmm. of my filters is, can they spell? Right. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just, you know, I like spelling too. Yeah. Spelling is good. Spelling is important. Yeah. So, okay. So let me then ask you this. So like, um, if we talked about transitioning kind of off the app to text or Facebook or something, we both talk about getting off it pretty, pretty quickly. Um, I don't, I don't want to be on there for very long, but what, what about meeting in person? Like if they're local, right? Like, or, or, you know, something that's accessible to be able to meet in person, how soon after you connect with them on the apps, do you want to meet in person? Okay. Well, you and I have three friends in common whose names all start with S here in town. And I met with them each that like, the first after the first time I messaged them. Really? That yes. Quickly. And I'll, I'll give my phone number the first time I message with someone. Cause for me, a phone number is not protected information. I mean, I've had it as a yeah. lawyer, I've had it out there before. And I, I mean, you know, it, that, I mean, as you know, I have a police background. I have a self-defense background. I do, I'm always armed. So for me, giving my personal information, my address, I wouldn't give my address to someone, but my phone number, it's not like in the old days when your landline was tied to your address. So I feel like a cell phone is a very, you can block somebody. It's not tied to your address. I don't feel that that's private information in the way that other people do. So I'll do it day one and I'll meet people day one. I could meet them that day. Wow. Okay. But, But again, we're, we're talking you and I are only meeting women and women are not lethal to other women in the way that men are lethal to, to women, you know, that are deadly. So it's not that we don't have the same risk as a straight woman does, you know? Well, yeah. In theory. Yeah. Statistically. Yes. Um, in theory, like statistically yeah. 99.9% of the time, we're not going to be raped or murdered by someone, a woman that we might meet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense. So, you, um, you know, this idea of, of, uh, you know, meeting in, in person, I think of, um, at first when I, before I started online dating, I was in this like little meetup group. We were online and people were giving dating advice to each other. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a dating site or anything, but someone said, meet people as soon as you can do not waste your time or their time. And I was like, Oh yeah, whatever. But then I would get, get on the apps and I would start to get kind of roped in to these conversations back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I remember I got into one where I connected with someone all the way across the country and it wasn't feasible for us to meet. So we were on the phone and we were on the apps and then we switched to text and we were doing this for six weeks. And then finally, you know, we were able to make it happen to meet up with each other, um, which involved, you know, planes and days of visits and all sorts of stuff. And there was zero chemistry on my end. And I was like completely freaked out because I had actually gone down a rabbit hole of creating a connection with this person, you know, because we had stayed on the texting, we had been on the phone, but we hadn't met yet. So I had this kind of emotional connection and no physical connection when we met. And I was in a real pickle. You remember this? It was a very big pickle. Um, And so even with someone like communicating from afar, I mean, if I were to do it all over again, I would say we need to either get on a plane within the first week or we need to stop communicating and we got to make it happen because I can't, I cannot develop an emotional relationship with someone and then only to turn around and meet them and have zero chemistry and then be stuck. See, that's so interesting because I would then take the, not necessarily the opposite tact, but so 
when I met my now ex-wife, she was in North Carolina and I was in Wyoming. And it was a weird fluke that I ended up in her quiver, as they called it, on OK Cupid. And we messaged and then talked on the phone and all that for a while. And then she decided to come to Wyoming in the winter, which presented a lot of challenges. And um, we actually, she did come there and we had a great weekend. And then um, I ended up going to see her in North Carolina. And then she came back with me with the kids to Wyoming. Then I went back to North Carolina. So if I had it, we had already established a lot via phone and the same with the person that then I met in Phoenix, which is about an hour and 45 minutes or two hours from Tucson. We message a lot because I wouldn't want to waste my time going to see that person if I didn't have the emotional connection. So I have the opposite, like the emotional connection for me is way more important than the other, even though when I go out now, if I'm, go- let's say I was going out now to look for somebody, the physical would be the most important. But when I've met them online, it's the emotional that's most important. And I wouldn't so, want to waste my time going to meet somebody if I didn't have a real emotional connection to them. I still, I don't know what happened with you and that person. I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know haven't decided happened. fully what the um, issue was, but. So, but okay, but then let me ask you this. So you say you, you've met people on these apps and then you've, you've met up with them like literally later that day. So you clearly don't have an emotional connection. Is there just less investment because they're local? Are you talking about? No, or? those were only friends. Only friends. I okay, but if it's date them, I already knew that. Oh, immediately. gotcha. Okay, yeah, but for I dating, for dating, you want to have that emotional connection before you meet. Not if they're local, but I guess we you were talking about farther away. Yeah, I mean, that's if okay. You said get on a plane within a week. I wouldn't waste my money if if I didn't have an like I would want to establish a couple weeks of an emotional connection first. But if they're local and they're like you know. If they were desperate, like, let's meet this afternoon, like that one crazy person who I thought we were just meeting as friends, the one that didn't, didn't like me because our politics weren't the same. Um, yes. that person was like weird and desperate. But, um, if it's like the three people I met that you're friends with now, I met them right away, but I already knew I didn't want to date them. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Well, I that's different. Yeah. As friends. You didn't yeah. need the emotional connection with them in the same way. So if it's somebody you're interested in right. dating, you want to have that, particularly if they're from far away, it could be expensive to meet right away. See, I, I mean, I've only had this happen the one time and I was like, oh, yikes. So maybe not a week, right. maybe two, but not much more than that. Like, I just don't. I just, I would, I'd I want like a month or something before. Oh, I that's what I did. And then, and, but then I had this like emotional connection and no yeah. physical connection and I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile it. And I, I think there's something else going on there. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. There, it was, it ended up not being the right. I think that it was such a, you freaked out because it was such a weird, it was so weird for you. So out of your comfort zone. And also I think deep down in yourself, you knew that dating someone across the country who happened to be, you know, on a different coast from us is just not a good idea. I, mean, I think yeah. there's a lot of factors that went into that. And also I kind of feel like people should figure that out first. Now I did move and marry somebody in North Carolina when I had been in Wyoming, but that had presented its own problems because I was like, get me out of here. I do not want to be in the South. I don't want to be on the East coast. Like I'm a West coast or intermountain person, you know? And so here's the thing about, I think dating apps is number one, know that you're actually ready to date before you go getting on an app and getting other people interested in you or, you know, getting them all a buzz, right? Because it, it works people up, right? So know that you even want to be in a relationship or be with someone before you go there. And then two, 
kind of figure out what you want or what you're willing to do. Are you going to really move for somebody? Well, at that point, I didn't care. I, I was, I moved for somebody, but are mm-hmm. you, I mean, you wouldn't have moved for this person. No, but I was wondering maybe she would move for me. Right. But I, you know, I mean, I, I knew that. No, you had that experience when you were like in your early twenties. That's the other thing. I think that when you, when you go to date and you're using these apps, you have to say, okay, am I, what age am I? I'm in my twenties or thirties or uh, yeah, I might move, but come on over 50 or approaching 50 or over 40. The likelihood of that is slim to none. So it really is important because, you know, I thought dating someone in Phoenix wouldn't be that bad. And it it had its challenges. And a lot of the challenges came from her, her circle of friends and family because she was down here a lot. And it doesn't seem like, Oh, that long of a drive, but it really is with traffic and with, you know, working and all that, you end up, you have to be at the other per either they need to be down with you or you need to be with them. And then like, now you're out of your life. And I think that stuff's really important. And I know that something was important for you, even though you, you were meeting all these people from all over the place, like all over the country. And really what you wanted was somebody more local. And fortunately yeah. for you, without the apps, you met that person. But you know, I think that's important too. Like, are you really wanting to meet people from other states? No, but you remember how that happened? Because I set my radius to just Tucson and I got the lady that was laying on the table. I got the lady with the like eighties sparkles around her face. And then I got one other person and we went on a date and she was lovely, but it was more like friends. And so I'm like, okay, well I'm done. Um, I got six more months on this app. What am I supposed to do? So I got frustrated one night and I'm like, I just set the radius to like mm-hmm. as many people okay. as you could possibly give me because I felt bad about myself and I wanted more possible matches. And then what ended up happening was I got a ton of possible matches, but they were like impossible relationships. And I got myself not only into the pickle with this one who came out to visit me, but I got myself in a pickle with all sorts of other people that I was communicating with all over the country that there was absolutely no way I was going to move. They were probably not going to move, but it for it gave me like an ego surge at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, look, mm-hmm. but yeah, do I really want to be with somebody in Illinois? Like, no, I don't want to have to get on no. the plane and go back and forth. And right. so then I got frustrated with myself and I turned it back to just Tucson and then I got nobody again. And it it was like a game I was playing. Whenever I felt bad about myself, I would like expand my radius so that I would feel good. But then I would mm. feel even worse because I ended up matching with people who weren't even feasible for me to be with. So it, it was a game that I couldn't win, right? Especially for right. people like when you think about if you live in a smaller area um, where you might have less opportunity or the possible matches, you're like, uh, uh, well, I'll just expand another hundred miles. I'll just expand another right. hundred. And then next thing you know, you've got a radius of a radi- what I call radius infinity. And then you're, you're right. stuck. Well, that is really interesting because I did, I did move. Right. And so, and I had my parameters set and so did she to only 500 miles and somehow it like expanded itself out. And, you know, that's a very interesting question that one needs to think about before. Are you willing to move? Are you willing to have someone move in with you that's going to give up their life, you know, and then all that that entails, like Mm -hmm. giving up the person's life, right? I mean, 
Mm-hmm. And are you willing to travel until you can make it happen? What if someone has kids and there's, you know, their kid, their oldest is a sophomore in high school and they don't want to leave until they're graduated. And now you're in this like long distance thing for like two years or four years until you can both be together. I mean, some people do it. A lot of people do it. I wasn't interested in it, but you're right. You have to clarify that because if I had to do it all over again, I would never do radius infinity. It was a, it, mm-hmm. it was like a, it was like a surge, a hit of dopamine and then boom, it left me with a pile of rocks afterwards going, uh oh. What am I supposed to do now? Um, well, so I have a friend that's doing that now who happens to be in Wyoming and is communicating with people in LA and Portland. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe you'll make good friend, but is that realistic? You know what right, I mean? Those right. are really, really diverse places. Now for me, Seattle, well, maybe I'd go back there. I'm from there. I have a lot of fam- friends there, but Colorado, hmm, I could consider living in Colorado, but that's the other thing. Are you going to give up your life for at some point, like the, the age and you know, how you are in your job and all that. And really, are you going to go giving up your life and move to be with somebody that, I mean, I think you really do need to consider that. And I was going to say one time I got, I just remembered I got on that, was it called fit singles or something? I did like one Mm -hmm. day. Well, no, I didn't even last a day. I lasted two minutes. You know why? Because I got on a you and our other friend were the first two people I saw. And I said, oh, great. And I just got off it because I'm like, this community is so small that I'm literally seeing my closest friends. So screw it. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I'm just throwing myself to the fates at this point. Like, if you want to give me, if you want to put somebody in front of me, great. If not, I've got other things that I need to focus on because <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> it's yeah. hard, you yeah. know? Exactly. Okay. Well, let me, let's round it out with one last uh, topic before we wrap up today. Let's talk about this idea of ghosting. Um, you know, it happens a lot on the dating apps, right? Like, um, you might be matched with someone and you're, you're corresponding and then something happens and you become disinterested. You know, maybe, maybe you just don't find yourself compatible or they've done something or said something incredibly creepy and you want to get off. So you just stop talking to them or you unmatch with them. It's become kind of the culture and then it happens to us. And then we get, you're like, Oh, what did we, what did I do? And the next thing you know, you're unmatched. Have you ever had, um, a ghosting experience that kind of stands out to you, whether you've been ghosted or maybe, maybe even you ghosted someone? Um, never on any of the other apps, just, I guess, if you would consider this Facebook thing I did like two weeks ago where a couple people messaged me and then they just like took themselves off. And the thing is, I'm not going to take that personally because a number one, everybody's on there looking to date, right? So they may have met somebody that night. They may have met somebody and they're, they're, they're messaging with multiple people. So I don't know that you can say that, I mean, you shouldn't take the ghosting personally because you have no idea. You also don't know what is really their life, you know, back in the day or like when people used to meet people, they were in a town and so they, oh, I know this person's family. I know this person. You could know something about somebody. The apps are a whole world of people that, I mean, we have no idea. We know nothing about them. We don't know their family connections. You know, that's why I love Indian matchmaking, because it's not that they're forced into marriage. It's that somebody else is helping to pre-screen people. I mean, the apps can only do so much, right? And we don't even know what's on there. And you don't know why somebody's ghosting you. And they could be, like, engaging, and then suddenly it turns out that they, like, are feeling overwhelmed because they're, like, I'm a faker or 
you know, they don't want to be on maps anymore. They saw something disturbing. I mean, here's a disturbing thing. When I did get on that first app here after my divorce, we were still just separated. The first person who loved my profile was my wife. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, what? <laughs> well, that's, that's happening? like the opposite of ghosting. That's haunting. <laughs> that's what I would call haunting. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, how upsetting, right? Because like, here we yeah. are, we're getting divorced and we're on these apps and I just wouldn't puke my guts out. And now like, I maybe, I don't think I ghosted anybody, but you know what I mean? Like, Maybe some people, some people have messaged me and I've never responded because I'm just not going to. I'm just, I know that they're, that it, just from the pictures alone or what they've written on their profile, this is never going anywhere and I'm not going to bother. See, I've never, I've never done that. I've never not responded like, well, initially, like everybody who's reached out, I've thanked them for reaching out. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you inquiring i'm not interested at this point but again thank you and i've done i don't that. say anything because they already know if you don't respond you're not interested which i think is kinder than like saying to them i'm not interested in you well but- you know i i feel like i just want to thank them for taking the time to like have looked at my profile and reached out to me and you know i've had a lot of people write back and say oh well, that was really nice of you to say and then i've had other people who then think that i'm engaging with them and like oh well tell me a little bit about yourself and i was like right, oh, no no right. no 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 that's and then i did end up ghosting a few people because they they, they, didn't, they didn't have any exactly. social cues but there were a number of people who did who were like oh well, that was really nice of you to do because i don't you know i know that you have to have thick skin and i know that ghosting is a synonymous with like hey we're not a good fit it's not you it's me blah 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 but I think when you get like a lot of ghosting in like either in, in one setting where like six people unmatched with you in a day, it's like pretty overwhelming or you spilled your heart out and you had this message that was pretty vulnerable back because you've been having this deep conversation and then they ghost you or they unmatch you. It's like, wow, that person could be like a cheater. They could be at home and they just got caught, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like, but well, then I really don't want to be with them. I get it, but it feels, no. but it, it doesn't negate the fact that it still feels bad. Even if you can rationalize it away, it still feels bad. Like when I was talking, I had that great conversation with that woman about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we had this just great conversation. And I was disappointed that she didn't want to continue it. Yes, do I know rationally in my head, there may have been a million reasons why she couldn't reach back out to me that were legitimate. I get it. It still didn't make me feel less hurt or less disappointed. Well, we had that discussion. Remember when there was a lot of that happening and you took it personally and you you felt that it was a reflection on you. And I was saying, we don't have any idea what is going on the other end of that computer, you know, and that these, we don't know. And so I think that's another thing that a person, if you're going to get on these apps, you have to know that it has nothing to do with you. You don't know what is happening with those people. You do not know what kind of lives they're leading. I mean, I can tell you as a former police officer, a person's home can look normal on the outside and it can be a nightmare inside. And that goes for the mind as well as the house. And so you can't take this stuff personally. You really can't. Because it has and I, nothing and I, to do with you. I like I hear you and I totally rationalize that. But when it's happening, it's But it I told sucks. you at one point just to get off these apps. Well and I finally did get off these you apps. Feel worse. They were. It was making you know? me feel bad because of the expectations that I held for the apps, right? If I had different expectations, it would have just been fun and playful and maybe I would have met somebody. But I had high expectations that I was gonna meet the love of my life on these apps and I had every single thing crafted and strategically aligned in order to do that and it wasn't unfolding the way that I wanted it to and it became just more difficult 
now if I were to do the apps again, which I hope I don't because I'm really happy with my partner right now. <laughs> um, but if I were to do the apps again, I'd go into it with a really different mindset, right? I, I still mm-hmm. would make my really thorough profile and I would still put all my, the same kinds of pictures up, but I would probably have much lower expectations in terms of, um, people reaching out in a timely way or the number of people reaching out. And I would certainly set my profile to be only the radius at which I was willing to actually have a sustained long-term life in that setting. So um, for me, that would be within like a 30 mile radius. And, and I was going to say, would you do, it's okay. So here's particular to our situation being in Tucson, it's a relatively small town. It's, and especially as far as the lesbian population goes, and then you have Phoenix, which is the bigger, much bigger, sixth largest city in the United States, two hours up the road. And you say 30 mile radius, but you're either in Tucson, we're either with somebody in Tucson, because there's really not really surrounding areas like that are, there's no surrounding urban area. So right. you wouldn't get what you wanted. So would you, would you do two hours away Phoenix ever? Not if unless not, that person was willing to move to Tucson. See, that's good to yeah. know because I, like, yeah, I, I would that. be okay with Phoenix, but I also don't ever want to live in Phoenix either. So it'd be right. like, if that person never wanted to leave Phoenix and I, I don't mind leaving Tucson, but it's going to be for somewhere else, you know, California Not or Phoenix, Seattle yeah. or something. Or, yeah. And so I, that would have to be a conversation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. are you, you wedded to to Phoenix. If so, like, let's not even waste our time because right. somebody's just going to get hurt. And, you know, I've learned this, I've matured in this way. Like if somebody from North Carolina contacted me again, I'd be like, sorry, but see, here's where I wouldn't even answer anymore. Cause I just wouldn't even, I just wouldn't respond. But you know, back in the day, yeah, I thought, Oh, fun. And she, my ex-wife did say, when are you come, would you come to North Carolina? And I said, hell no. And then a couple months later, there I was living there. So, but now having had that experience, I would advise everybody, no, pick your states, pick the place you're willing to live in. And if you're thinking of relocating, although as we know, with the current real estate market for everybody in this country, relocating is almost impossible. So you'd either have to be willing to move in with a person that you'd recently met on a dating app. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think these are really important things to think about, but just going back to the ghosting, my advice to everyone is not to take it personally. Yeah. And I'm a person who takes a lot of stuff personally, but that is just, you have no idea what is going on in that person's life. Yep. Makes total sense. Um, all right, Tracy, we are out of time, but what a lively, good conversation about <laughs> online dating. I mean, I think both of us, we, we sum it up here is that online dating is, um, there's a lot of good things that can come from online dating. People have met some wonderful people and made great friends, friendships and relationships through online, uh, the online apps. Um, and, you know, there's certainly various ways to approach, uh, approach online dating, you know, certainly understanding what's important to you, what you're willing to do, where you're willing to live. What are those filters for you? Those things that are key indicators as to like, uh oh, I don't want to continue with this person, like the, any kind of red flags that come up or any kind of behaviors or messaging patterns that come up, but really understanding how to make it, you know, work for you. And even if your friends have a very different way of approaching it, like in this sense, you know, with, you know, you and I, Tracy, we have really different, different um, processes for this, but there are some things that we do have in common, like being, being very clear about what it is that we want. We might go about it differently, but we're very clear. And so, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, so I guess what the, what the key really is here is find out what's important to you and be, be able to reflect that in how you portray yourself online and how you behave and interact when other people are, are reaching out to you online and just being very clear about what those things are that are important. And just be authentic for God's sake. Just be authentic because no, a lot of people aren't just be authentic because people don't need to get to know a fake person. Just be yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you're ultimately going to have to meet somebody, you know, and if you're not who you say you are, well, that's going to not go over real well. So yeah, I mean, so know what's important to you, be yourself, get out there. And if, if yourself is creating spreadsheets and waiting a certain amount of time to respond to messages, then that's okay. Whoever you are, be yourself. Um, but anyways, well, this has been, this has been great. Thank you again for chatting through this online dating, walking me back through a very, a very challenging memory lane, but um, also very enlightening too. So um, until we chat again, go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.